your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Thursday. It's Thursday, right? 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. I'm Rick Solom. Coming up on the show in a little bit. I feel naked right now because I didn't put my headphones on and they're like further than arms reach away. So I'm just going to like trip over myself not having. It's like. It's like when you uh, you have that nightmare where you're you go to school and you didn't put clothes on or something like that. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> but coming up on the show, I'm going to have uh, State Assembly Rep Jill Billings represents the Lacrosse area. Uh, she's going to come on the show as we had yesterday. Was it yes? No, it was was it yesterday or today? Was it today? No, it was yesterday. Uh, a special session in the Assembly and the Senate. We don't often have special sessions. In fact, we're not even in session right now, the legislature, off since March and off until next January. I like to make I like to make a point. We could ask Jill what she's been up to. If the legislature is out of session and essentially it is the campaign, uh, I want to ask Jill if this has always been the fact, because I think she's been at it for eleven years doing this. And has it done has she done that every what, every two years for the past decade? And then also, like, and if so, whether or not she has been, like, what, 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 does, a state le- legisl- what does a state assembly person do if they're not in session? And I would, I would probably say everybody's a little bit different. And um, some probably do the bare minimum. And some probably go out of their way. And from what I hear... I, th- I think Jill Billings is, is the latter. I think she, she goes out of her way to do quite a bit, even if we're not in session. But yesterday, Governor Tony Evers, the, he planned it out. It's a month hey, from a, a month from now. That's how he does this. We're going to have a special session. We're going to try to get rid of the abortion law in Wisconsin. We're going to update that or do something about it because it's, an abortion law from a year after Wisconsin became a state. So it's a little out of date. 1849 bans abortion for everything except to save the mother's life. So, you know, all the gross things that come with abortion, all the gross things I should say that come with pregnancy. Uh, those are, those are on the table in the state. If Roe versus Wade gets, uh, gets overturned. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I do have to grab my headphones now. I'm going to take two steps. I'm going to do this. Number three is waiting. And uh, you're going to have to wait. Look, this is a zipper. I'm opening my headphones now. So many things going on that I forget my headphones. But, uh, yeah, number three is going to call in. And I bet he's going to talk about something local because this is number three peruses through all of the city council agendas. And he tries to uh, find out what the city is spending money on or what kind of cons- con- consultation the city has. Number three, how's it going? Well, I'll forget the $900,000 for trees because they're going to help the crime. Yeah, that was interesting. And you know what? I told, I, you know what? I bet Brad didn't link it, but the DNR has apparently done studies. Do we need, is that what you want to talk about? Because I got to set it no, up better than that. I want to talk about something else, but. <laughs> I think we need some trees, but big round trees. So when these guys start shooting their guns off down the alleys and down uh, Fifth Avenue, 
the average person has got a place to hide. Well, and when the bullets come down, right? They'll hit the trees? Yeah, and when they come down, too. I can always say what goes up has got to come down. Right. Yeah, I mean, this this would be the way the United States could battle gun violence. Instead of the guns themselves, we yep. plant more trees. That's how we address guns. more trees. <laughs> I was thinking of that today when I was out for my little ride up to Trumple and Arcadia. I seen all those trees, and I thought... That lady should come up here and run for something. You know, there's a lot of trees up there. They wouldn't have to plant any. But now I forgot what I called for. Well, that's fine because, you know, let's just let's just talk about this a minute. Chris Kahlo brought it up in uh, a committee or a planning meeting the other day. Uh, it sounded uh-huh. like a lot of money, $840,000. She, <laughs> she wants to plant trees downtown. My yeah. first question is, where what exactly is downtown and where would we plant trees cuz everything downtown seems cement except for that open vacant lot where we're going to put a high end uh rental place in yeah yeah well like i say they plant the trees and then the weekend people knock them down break them down anyway but you know that's the way it goes but anyway no now i damn i can't remember what oh i know what i called <laughs> about okay your partner in crime in the morning Got an award today. Yeah, leg- local legend, Mike Hayes. Right. Well, that's good. How, how about you? Did they give you anything? I'm 34 years away from local legend status, apparently. Oh, okay. You got to go that long. I don't think you'll make it that long. You're going to run into something else. Yeah, I'll be 76, but when they, when they give me the award. You won't even be as old as I am. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, it's Rick Shalom. Welcome to the Cross Talk. <laughs> and then I'll croak, <laughs> I'll croak like right in. like an old white-haired guy, gray-haired <laughs> guy. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get local legend award. Maybe I'll just shoot for Hall of Fame. I'll just shoot for Hall of Fame. Okay, well, keep your powder dry on the 4th of July, won't you? All right, yeah, uh, bigger fines for fireworks. Careful, yeah, 500 bucks. $500, worse than shooting a gun. Is it worse? I don't know for the, if that's well, a fact. I looked up for these guys that... For shooting guns and that, it never says anything what they get. You're carrying a gun when they ain't supposed to have one. It, sometimes it says dismissed but read in. Okay, but that, but but we don't know. What the, the, I don't think the fine is less than $500 for shooting. I don't know. I'll have to talk to somebody down at the cop shop. All right. Thanks for the call. Yeah, see, that's what happens. We blurt out stuff like that, and it sounds fun and great, right? Oh, my gosh. Shooting off a firework is a bigger fine now than shooting off a gun? Sounds Sounds like something we could, you know, have a whole show on, but it also isn't true. I think <laughs> it could be true. I do have a story about that too. I do have a story about that. Uh, but I'm going to go back to the phones. Uh, Jim, Jim is calling in. Hey, Jim, you're on the air. What you got? Hey, Rick. Um, regarding uh, Wisconsin's abortion uh, law, and it's like you know it's kind of out of date. You know what? The way I look at it, life is never out of date. Outdated. And as far as, uh, I think you did a Joe Biden kind of a slip of the tongue. I don't think you meant to say that uh, abortion was. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely did. Things of abortion. Yeah, I definitely. You were right. Yeah, I knew. I knew. Gross, gross things of pregnancy. Yeah. Come on, man, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because rape yeah. and rape and incest and, you know, all things that are that that have to deal with pregnancies like that. That's not gross at all. Yeah, and that's the baby's fault, right? Um. It's, 
What, what are you talking about? Talking it's the dude's There's fault. Lots of it's the dude's fault. Up, uh, that were born because of rape and incest that are living very productive lives. All right. That's- thanks, thanks, Jim, for the pro rape and incest call. I appreciate it. 608 785 7914. I got to take a break. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 785 7914 is the talking text line if you want to get in here. I should turn that on so I can get these texts. There we go. Just talking to number three about trees. What else were we talking about? Oh, the uh, the fireworks a little bit. Yeah, the, the city increased the fine for fireworks. So anything that explodes, anything that goes in the air, and you get caught, it's it's a $500 fine. So I, I would expect, uh, I would suspect, try not to. Try not to shoot off fireworks. Also, fireworks overrated. Fireworks are so overrated. Six zero eight seven. I'm anti firework. That's what I am. Uh, mostly because I have dogs, and dogs do not like fireworks, and they get really, really upset. I had Mayor Mitch Reynolds on uh, beginning of the month talking about this. If you're not, you know, pro veterans who have post uh, PTSD, post traumatic stress dis- disorder, uh, and and you don't care about them, at least do it for the dogs. That's how that's how sometimes these things work. Uh, but number three did bring up trees. And we we did we did talk about this in uh, in city government this week. Uh, city council member Chris Kahlo brought up using ARPA funding to plant more trees downtown. And part of that comment she had was because they reduce crime. And according to the DNR, apparently it does. So I don't I don't know how that works. Planting more trees reduces crime. Planting more trees. I'm pro pro tree. I just don't know where where would you plant trees downtown i guess because i know a few years ago we had this this uh conversation about the trees that you plant on the sidewalk essentially because there are trees i mean if you go downtown there's trees but then the the roots grow high enough to ruin the sidewalk and i think this was an issue in onalaska if i remember right and they grow the the roots ruin the sidewalk and then like the house the homeowner in front of you know, that owns that essentially that part of the sidewalk was responsible for paying for the tree that ruined the sidewalk. So it would be interesting if the city came in and put a bunch of trees in the boulevard and then, uh, or on the sidewalk, I should say. And then the owners of those businesses or, or homes, I guess, I don't know. They're kind of homes, I guess, rental properties, downtown people own homes in quote unquote downtown. Um, then they would have to, to fix the, you know, so I mean, it's such a weird way to look at the, the problem of planting trees, I guess. Uh, we should just, we should be planting more trees. And I think if part of this plan would be cool is if we're going to do this thing where we turn Pearl Street into a state street like Madison, not this state street, but Madison State Street, where we make Pearl Street a walkway, just, you know, close it off to traffic. We could dig up the whole, all that, that whole, is the road, is that road, uh, Brick? Now I think about it. No, that's, that road isn't brick, right on Pearl Street. But uh, you just make the, the, the whole roadway trees. We line that place with all kinds of trees. But $850,000 for trees. That seems like a lot. I have no idea, though. I live in the woods. The trees I got are free. And I'm cutting them down sometimes. I feel bad about it. But some trees are just meant to grow. Others are invasive. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Eric's been waiting. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, uh, yes. I remember Howard. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's, a did farmer, you... he's a farmer from Wilton. He joined a band I had in Sparta here. Yeah, what did you play? 
I played a lead guitar. And then what did Howard play? He played drums, and he could sing like a bird. Oh, really? Well, what, what kind of, like, can you compare Howard's voice to, a, like, a popular singer? I can't, off the top of my head, no, but he was a great, great singer, and he was a good, good man. What kind of music did you guys play? Rock and blues, classic rock and blues, and he was a very honest, honest I mean, honest man. He didn't make stories up about anything. He was fiercely loyal to his family, and he was a good guy. Thanks. I, I, Thanks, talked to, I talked to Mitch about this one time, before he was on there, after he died, and I said, they sent me a letter. Somebody from uh, your station sent me a note and said, I got pictures, and I did have pictures of him, from a band photo, and he sent him to them. They said, oh, send me a picture. Of course, that never came, but anyway, the point is, Howard was a good guy. Honest. I mean, he wasn't political. He was honest. He told me one time, he says, he went to lunch with Rush Limbaugh when Limbaugh was just coming on the air. And uh, it, was a, it was a very nice thing, you know. And Rush was saying this, uh, how, he, uh, how he does and all this stuff. But anyway. All right, Eric. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Yep. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Yeah, I interviewed a, a couple of different people here at work uh, as they induct Howard Glady into the Hall of Fame here in a little bit. Um, I did have this one story from Bill Mann, who used to own this the uh, Midwest family back in the day. This is this is a funny story. I just want to play it. It's it's uh it's real short, but it's it's a funny story. It has nothing to do with anything except that the sales team Howard was the head of the sales team. Probably not at this point, but this is what the sales team did one day. We took a cruise on the Lacrosse Queen after a big, high-performance sales acceptance, and we were going to take some adult beverages on board the boat, and they rejected that. So we ended up drinking the Lacrosse Queen out of beer during that period of time in the afternoon, and they asked us, "Please don't come back." <laughs> So I don't know if uh, the lacrosse queen is letting Midwest family and people back on the air. I guess I should have asked that as I continued having conversations. Bill was one of my last interviews, though, so I didn't do any. I didn't do any follow-ups, but I'll. I'm gonna pop my head in over there at the Radisson tonight, and uh, maybe I'll ask around uh, if the lacrosse queen has let Midwest family back on the boat, so to speak. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Okay, so I'm gonna have Jill Billings, the state rep here. Uh, Brad had to tell me because he was in here a little bit ago. I'm like, what district again? But she's in the 95th Assembly District. She covers most of lacrosse, if not all of lacrosse, and then uh, some of the outskirts of lacrosse as well. But a um, couple of things I wanted to ask her about the special sessions that have been ignored, including the one just recently on trying to update an 1849 uh, Roe versus, you know, if Roe versus Wade gets overturned, updating Wisconsin's 1849 law on abortion. Um, also wanted to ask her about the other special sessions that have been ignored because Republicans have said these special sessions, this one yesterday was a uh, a, a gimmick for Democrat Governor Tony Evers and uh, in a bid to get reelected because it's an election year. So he's just doing this special session because it's a gimmick to get reelection and to appease his Democratic base, uh, even though uh, polling all over the place says that, you know, the women should have a right to do what they want with their bodies. And uh, some of the other things that apparently are all gimmicks, even though they didn't happen during an election year, these things all have happened. And uh, Republicans in the state legislature, which is off until next year, by the way, uh, have gaveled in and out. I think uh, 
I think this was a record. They did it in 14 seconds this time, and then 26 seconds in the other house in the uh, in the Senate and the Assembly. But uh, the state's four billion dollar budget surplus. We were gonna we were gonna do something about that. So our government is withholding four billion dollars of taxpayers' num- money. In my state, Minnesota, it's it's like nine billion. So uh, I guess in, in Minnesota's a part time state legislature, they almost had a special session, but then Republicans didn't want to come back to the table to to do it. So they didn't hold a special session in Wisconsin. We called for one and then they ignored it. Uh, also fixing the unemployment system. Uh, Republicans gaveled in and out of that one in seconds. Uh, Badger care expansion, expanding Badger care, taking federal money to get more people uh, hooked up with health care. Ignored that one. Public school funding. I believe we uh, Republicans ignored that one. Gun regulations, uh, red flag laws and background checks, ignored that one. And police reform, stuff like banning chokeholds, I believe, was one of those police reforms. That one, probably the most controversial. Republicans gaveled in and out of it. Instead, they could have debated about it, could have went into session and said, you know what, we don't like this part of the bill, that part of the bill, any part of the bill, but at least we're talking about it in session. Nope, didn't do any of it. So, um, yeah, one side's, you know, appeasing the base, apparently, and the other side's ignoring the people. We'll be back. We're just doing the show off the air. I was like, Jill, I'm just going to pot the mic up here as Dave Matthews plays in the background. <laughs> 608 If you want to text in, Jill Billings now is on with me. She's the 95th district assembly rep in the state here of Wisconsin. Um, 95th. I just make you do this every time, Jill. It's, it covers the, all of lacrosse, most of lacrosse. All of lacrosse and um, lots of Shelby. Almost all of Shelby, I think. And then uh, all of the town of Campbell. Okay. Did that change a little bit? Yes. With the new map, I got a little bit more of Shelby. Went uh, farther down uh, south a little bit more. So, But mostly it, it pretty much stayed the same. Under Governor Evers' map, I would have gone across the county out into those beautiful rolling hills and kind of up to St. Joseph Ridge, Cashton area. but Or not Cashton. Maybe Cashton. It was out to town of Leon in Monroe County, um, but the when the Supreme Court threw the maps back, and then Hagedorn on our Wisconsin Supreme Court changed his vote, then we went back to the Republican maps. Unfortunately, we're one of the most gerrymandered states in the nation now. Yeah, that, that was weird, right? When we just we we took the congressional maps, that was okay, but not the state maps. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was unfortunate. But, you know, I got to say for me, um, you know, I would have lost Town of Campbell, and I've been fighting hard for those folks out there on the PFAS issue. And you get really attached to every piece of your district. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, darn, I'm going to lose that awesome Town of Campbell. So. I like knocking doors out there. People have great opinions, and they're very independent. Well, in the PFAS issue, it sounds like the town of Campbell is trying to put in their own water thing. They've, I think they petitioned Governor or Governor Senate, Senator Tammy Baldwin to help with that. Yeah, she was out uh, last month. Um, we had a really nice discussion um, with the folks, some of the folks at the town of Campbell. And, um, you know, there are people out there like Lee Donahue who, and, and the town board members and um, town chair who really understand this issue well. So it's always great, I think, when our federal legislators and state legislators can sit down and talk with them because they just know this issue so well. 
Yeah, I've brought, advocates. I've brought, I think it's Jeremiah. I think Jer- Jeremiah Johnson. I think that's the uh, town chair there. I brought him on. He's, you know, really well versed in the dilemma they have. Of course he is. Um, all right. So yeah, I, I, I it's Joshua, isn't it? Is Josh? it Joshua? Yeah, I knew it wasn't Jeremiah because yeah. I was like, it's yeah, short. Yeah. 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 Same, same J. Yeah. I was thinking, like, I, I asked him specifically if he wanted the full name. And I was like, I don't know what the, the short name of Jeremiah would be. Jer? That sounds weird. That ain't right. Uh, sorry to all the Jers out there. <laughs> 608-785-7914. All right. Special session. We we had an awkward conversation earlier in the show about this. Um, we we the Republicans have ignored again another special session. Uh, we've talked. You and I have talked about this on the air. The idea that Wisconsin has a law from 1849. It's going to be gone in a this month or in a month. I think sometime when Roe versus Wade gets overturned. Um, what is if we were to go into session? What would what would what would happen? I mean, we could break this down with every special session, but what would we discuss in terms of the 1849 law if we went into session? If we actually didn't gavel it out in, I think you guys did it in 26 seconds. So you went to Madison for 26 seconds yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so as you know, the um, Supreme Court is. Um, looking at that uh, ruling, it comes from a Mississippi case that bans abortion after 15 weeks. So, so as they're deliberating this, you know, it puts con- in conflict with Roe v. Wade. So Roe v. Wade would fall. We know um, that we received some inkling, the draft statement that the Supreme Court is likely to go in that direction, but we don't have a a decision yet. It could actually. People are saying it come up, could come out today, tomorrow, could come out Monday. So, um, so you know, we're watching. There was a rally in the Capitol on Wednesday. Yesterday, the governor called us in for a special session. So, if we had a special session, what we could do is look at legislation that we've already proposed to strike down that that 1849 law. The problem with that law is, I mean, let's get real about this. It was developed a year after statehood, 60 years before women even had the right to vote. And it's one of the most draconian laws in the United States. Do you think, so we would be... Oh, go ahead. Do you think women had any input on the law? <laughs> like, like In 1949? I don't think they had a lot of input. Women couldn't vote. Um, so the people most directly um, affected by this law, um, you know, they, they didn't hold seats in the Assembly, um, they, or the Senate, they couldn't run for governor, they couldn't even vote for the people who were in the legislature. So, yeah, I think they had probably very little input on that. Um, and so the, the, the abortion law that's on the books now, that, that 1849 law that you talked about, um, it says that abortion is illegal, and so it's a crime, and that's in. There's no exception for cases of incest or rape, um, and a doctor. This is something that I I learned yesterday um, that you can perform. A doctor could perform an abortion if there's an issue of death of the mother, not health of the mother, but death of the mother. And the doctor that I was talking to said, you know, actually doctors don't always know when their patients are going to die. So that's a very difficult thing to determine. And we're talking about criminalization of doctors in that case, possibly. And so what are they supposed to run down 
to talk to the legal department in the hospital. I mean, clearly they're not going to do that. Doctors take oaths, and they're not going to do that. Um, yeah, let's get. But you have to wait. You have to wait till a woman has sepsis, and poss- and that's very dangerous to bring someone back to that. Is from that is difficult. I mean, how is a doctor supposed to even figure that out? So there's a lot of problems with the law as it stands in Wisconsin if Roe v. Wade falls. Yeah, let's make more laws where the doctors have to, you know, go talk to somebody that's not a doctor about, you know, how to do health care. My girlfriend's going yeah. through this right now. With, uh, uh, hey, the medication you're on, uh, insurance isn't going to cover it. It's the only medication that was that that was helping you with the pre-existing condition, and now it's not going to be covered. So good luck. So wow. yeah, it's it's you know, and uh, people all over the world are do uh, all over the world, all over the United States uh, are going through this. So uh, kind of annoying. Yeah, that's terrible. And yeah, so it's like an, another entity that's outside the doctor's office, uh, kind of like uh, lawmakers are trying to do, are trying to uh, tell doctors and and people that are trying to get health care what to do with their bodies. Yeah, and also on on top of um, lawyers being inserted in this, right, lawyers for hospitals so that they can determine, you know, would this be criminalized or not, um, what they're doing is really inserting me, a legislator, in the middle of that decision. And that's that's such a personal, private decision that I think people have to make for themselves. And they have to look at, you know, their life, their values, responsibilities, their circumstances. And I don't think I should be inserting myself into something like that. We're speaking with state government in the in that examining room. Right? Right. We're speaking with state rep Jill Billing. She represents the 95th district here in in the La Crosse area. And um, okay, so from my count, it's like at least seven special sessions we've ignored, um, and we could get into every one of these, I think. But I'm going to run out of time. But uh, I bring this up at least once a week. I try to the state legislature is out of session. It's been so mm-hmm. since March. You're out of session till January. I don't know if this th- does this happen every two years where you guys just take eight months, nine months, ten months off to campaign. <laughs> does this? You've been at this for eleven, going on eleven, twelve years, right? This is you'll be your twelfth year. Um, Six terms. Yes. It, I've, I've been doing this eleven years, and so it'll be yeah in my eleventh year will end in uh, November when I'm up for reelection, um, and so. I think part of the deal is that they don't want people campaigning at the same time they're enacting laws. Um, so there's sort of a break there where people have, they take time off from legislating. You call it sort of a break. That's a worry. I Jill, it's 10 months. About more, oh, yeah. <laughs> sort of a break. It's 10 months. <laughs> yeah. Well, not for me. I mean, when I was in yesterday, we met with the building. Commission. So I chaired the higher ed subcommittee, the building commission, and then we met, all together in the uh, conference room, the governor is the chair of the full building commission. So we looked at, um, you know, a bunch of projects for veterans' homes and the veterans' cemetery. We had to get those projects through because there's federal funding that comes in um, for part of those. And so I was meeting a lot of the day with building commission. Um, actually, in August, we're meeting it again, but we meet at the state fair in August. So people can come and I don't know why they'd want to do this at the fair, but they can listen to our deliberation if they want to. And then the governor judges the kids' um, animals at night. Um, could and we, then could we I do... was at the Historical Society two weeks ago. We were at Old Wisconsin 
um, and talking about doing our business and talking about projects that we've got going. It was actually cool at Old World Wisconsin to see where they're brewing beer. They've got a, a new um, area where they're doing demonstrations on brewing beer, and the funding from that came actually from Lacrosse, from the Cleary Cum family. And um, there's Highland crates there, Highland Brewery crates, which is kind of cool. I'm in the Old World Wisconsin um, brewery. And so we're, t- we're talking about building a new museum, a historical society museum, and um, look in uh, Madison across from the Capitol. So we're working on that. That's a huge project. All right, and Jill. That's also going to come through building commission. I think oh, I could go on, but I, yeah, I, I still I'm still working. <laughs> yeah, I, I and there's degrees to this, right? Would you say I don't? It's weird to ask you this, but I don't know who. Like I could ask Steve Doyle, hey, how hard is Jill working versus you? You know, but is there degrees to what an assembly person or a senate senator in the state can do? You know what? I'm going to do a lot of work, or I'm going to take this ten months off. Well, I you know I think it depends. It depends on um, you know what what committees you've been assigned to, what commissions you've been assigned to. And we're still, we're always, all offices better be. I mean, mine is, and I think all of them are. And if they're not, they shouldn't be in office. But we're still responding to constituencies. I just I just read a letter from um, someone talking about uh, nurses that are graduating and having a hard time getting licensure, and so we're going to help them with that. Um, we're and constantly, um, you know, responding to constituent responses. That's that never stops. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I guess there you could not do anything for 10 months, but I don't think you get reelected if you just sat around and ate bonbons for 10 months. Well, if we go back to the beginning of the show and we talked about gerrymandering. Uh, no, but what, what it sounds like to me, Jill, is you figured this out. If we're going to have committees... You know, and, and we're not going to vote on any of this stuff, but you're, you're actually doing work. You're, we're going to do them at the fair where we can eat elephant ears and drink beer. We're going to we're going to do them at the historical society, but bring in a brewing company to bring us beer. Uh, if we can do all of these, I, I propose to Mayor Mitch Reynolds, if we want to get the city involved in committee meetings, because it's committee meetings that the public needs to put input on, not the city council meetings, uh, we should cater them. We just need to cater all these things so that people show up. Well, I think the, the, the reality is, um, you know, when I was at the state fair, I get a tour from the people who run the fair. So get to look at their command center, you know, what happens in case of bad weather at the fair, how do they handle that, what happens in case there's an emergency at the fair. Um, and I get to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff and understand how the fair runs because sometimes they need funding for projects. So it's good to know what you're spending money on, right? I mean, this is millions of dollars that we spend um, through the building commission. So I always try to tour the project, and that's part of what we do at the fair. Um, And it is, you know, it's fun, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, Well, I'm just picturing you. It's great to talk to the kids and look at the animals and and the projects that the 4-H people do. And it's it's great. It's that's that's always that's a fun day. But with the historical society, it's the same. We oversee those historical sites and there's always upkeep and deciding, you know, what do we put into each site to make sure that it's a quality um, it's a quality experience for people. And this brings tourism into our state, which is an important industry. And number two, it teaches all of us about the history of our state, which I think is a good thing. So, I mean, I can, I can, 
I know. I feel very comfortable in all the work I'm doing. I mean, I'm just making jokes, but it is funny to to think (laughs) of you touring the fair and somebody hands you a giant elephant ear to eat and you're just listening and eating that thing or or a giant. Actually, we we eat cream puffs after the the meeting is over. Um, all right, I, I only have a couple of minutes here, so I, I'm trying to decide if I just want you to rant about Michael Gableman using a public library and his personal email to do an election investigation, or if you can explain to me why lacrosse teachers are asking for a pay raise and at the same time the district is asking the community for taxpayer funding for uh, building consolidation. Which one do you w- is more relevant? All right, let's start, let's start with Gableman since that's a, really a state thing. That's funding that words coming from the state. Uh, $900,000 has been the cost of that investigation. I've heard from a lot of people in my district about it. They're frustrated about that spending of funds. We've asked Voss to end this investigation. Anybody who's watched the January 6th hearings on TV knows that most of uh, Trump's advisors, in fact, told him there was no fraud that will change this election. You just didn't get enough votes. So, I mean, we hear it from both Democrats and Republicans. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's disappointing that Voss is still funding this. I think it's got to come to an end. We've had two independent studies of our elections in Wisconsin already, including by the Legislative Audit Bureau, which is our nonpartisan experts that both sides of the aisle uh, appreciate and respect. And they've said there was no fraud in our election that would have changed the outcome. And so, um, you know, I think his election, or his review, Gableman's review, is kind of hashing over what's already been done. Right. Well, but but, he's but when he's to the extreme. But Joe, when he's working out of a public library and he's getting eleven thousand yeah. dollars a month, and also like, how many texts do you delete that are that are like work related? How many texts and emails well, are you deleting? Yeah, and this is the big problem. When you do work on the taxpayer dime, the taxpayers have a right to see what you've done. And when someone does an open records request, your response is absolutely not to start deleting emails. Your your response is to stop right there and do not delete a thing until you finish with that record request. So what he did was absolutely wrong and unethical and probably illegal, but I, I don't, you know, I, I don't understand this use of a public computer. I don't, I, I just don't understand how he is doing this so-called review of our elections. I think it's a sham and I think it needs to stop. We have to stop putting taxpayer dollars into this. All right. I only have a minute. Can you get, can you get lacrosse school teachers in a minute? <laughs> yes. Um, this is what I'll say. The school district is in a tight situation because of budget. Teachers deserve a 4.7% increase. And part of this, I lie at the feet of the state. The governor had a, a healthy budget for K-12. And in Joint Finance Committee, Republicans pulled that funding. They've done the same thing to counties and municipalities. And it, everything is coming to a head now. These these people cannot, school districts, uh, town towns and cities and counties, they can no longer make budget work um, with what they're getting in shared revenue from the state. And we've got to fund education. It's so important. This is our future. And our teachers work hard. And after the worldwide pandemic, morale is low. And I think, and they got zero raise. I mean, the raise before was zero. I think 4.7% is fair. Yeah, and you if you raise the salary of teachers, then more teachers apply for teacher jobs, and then lacrosse has better teachers. Or a better pool to, to pick from. So. Amen. We need good teachers. All right, Jill. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Have a good day. You too.
All right, that was State Rep. Jill Billings. I got to take a break. They say every dog has its day. At It's a Dog's World, your dog can have that day every day. Running, jumping, playing. It's what every dog wants. Give your pup the day it deserves with doggy daycare at It's a Dog's World. The other dogs are begging for your bud to join the pack. Safe, happy, healthy, and way better than lying around the house while you're at work. Bring them in for a half day or tucker them out completely with a full day. Doggy daycare and grooming. Every dog has their day. I'm Rick Tesca, the owner of Strive Medicare. We were known as Senior Market Solutions for many years. We felt that Strive Medicare was more indicative of what we do. We do all things Medicare. Making Medicare simple is what we do at Strive Medicare. Strive encompasses the spirit behind how we want to help people. We also have a brand new location, uh, downtown La Crosse. Uh, we're in the same building as uh, Social Security. No coincidence. We get a lot of people who come in pretty frustrated or confused or anxious, but that's where we come in wanting to make it simple. And uh, with Social Security downstairs, we can really be a one-stop shop going from working life to retirement smoothly. You can just search for Strive Medicare. Strive Medicare. Our name and our location may be new, but we're not. We've been here for over 39 years. Because we're your neighbors, making Medicare simple for the Cooley region is really what we're striving for. You deserve it. Pleasureland RV has proudly served the Upper Midwest for more than five decades. And we're happy to announce our newest location in West Salem, Wisconsin. We're celebrating with friends and family discounts on remaining 2022s at all eight of our Pleasureland locations. This Thursday through Saturday only. Get a new Sunset Trail travel trailer for $27,542 or $225 a month. Or a new Transcend travel trailer for $28,495 or $233 a month. Let our family help your family get camping now with a new motorhome, travel trailer, fifth wheel, toy hauler, ice and more from many of the best RV brands in America, like Grand Design. But you've got to hurry. This special event ends Saturday. Don't miss our eight-location celebration at Pleasureland RV with our newest store now open in West Salem, plus our other stores, St. Cloud, Ramsey, Brainerd, Long Prairie. What can you do to add money to your budget? How about you refinance your mortgage, a viable solution that may save you up to $1,000 a month? Here's how it works. You call American Financing, the mortgage consultants, for a free mortgage review. No obligation, no pressure, no upfront or hidden fees, just a simple conversation around which loan program may be a better fit. Because the rates have never been this low, the chances are you're going to benefit and you could lower your monthly payments and you could, in the long run, save tens of thousands of dollars, all without starting your term over. So don't put it off any longer. Make the call right now. Do your homework and see how much you can save. You might even be able to postpone two mortgage payments. Call 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Driving the kids to summer camp? Trying to plan a family vacation? It's going to cost you more than ever. $5 a gallon for gas? 6 Where will it end? These skyrocketing prices didn't happen by accident. The Biden administration and liberals in Washington halted the Keystone Pipeline and cut American energy production. Senator Ron Johnson explains. These are their policies. They want to drive up the price of fossil fuel. They want to drive up the price of energy, so apparently we we use less of it. Senator Johnson is fighting to restore American energy independence. Johnson helped write legislation to finish the Keystone Pipeline, expand U.S. oil production, and promote the use of natural gas. Call Senator Johnson, 414-276-7282. Urge him to pass S-3752, the American Energy Independence from Russia Act. Keep fighting for American energy independence and relief at the pump. 
paid for by One Nation. WICM Lacrosse News Talk 1410 AM 92.3 FM. Wisdom News Time is 7:30.